Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Jeremy Miserak, and today I'm joined by Katie Mitchell, head coach at Manchester University. Katie, thank you for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm good, John. How are you doing? Doing very good. Um, I'm going to start off with the start of your soccer career. When did you first start playing the sport of soccer? So I started playing when I was about four years old at just a very recreational age, um, just kind of learning how to even kick a ball. And at that age, I just kind of fell in love with it. You know, it would be a part of my life. Now, was it one of those things where like your parents put you into it at four years old? Were you like, hey, I want to join soccer? What, what got you into it? Yeah, honestly, my parents just signed me up for it. It was kind of the big thing to do in the town that I grew up in. And that's the only age that you could really at four years old play any sport was soccer. Um, and it still kind of is. So that was the first sport that they just threw me into. Now, obviously, that soccer career took off. Um, you played at West Georgia University. Talk to me a little bit. What went into your decision of going there to play soccer? Yeah, so playing soccer at West Georgia, um, it kind of checked everything off my list that I had for what I wanted in the perfect college. Um, so I had a good school with academics. It was close to home. I knew I would see the field a lot for playing time. Um, and it, it's just a nice town and it was a growing soccer program. And I wanted to be a part of that change um, on the field to help make an impact. Um, and I really got that opportunity as a freshman and a sophomore and just kind of um, built myself from there. Um, and that was a huge reason, but it wasn't the only reason. I wanted to make sure I went to a school that also had my major, um, which was a sport management major um, with a minor in marketing. Now, you know, over those years, how would you describe your experience there playing for the team or just, you know, in general at school? Is there any specific moments of that college life that stand out that kind of define your experience? Yeah, um, so I had an incredible experience at West Georgia. I loved every minute of it. Um, sometimes it did get tough, but we always found ways to persevere through it. Um, the team atmosphere was probably one of my favorite things that we had at West Georgia. They were just a solid group of players every single year that came in and that had the same mentality as me as, as wanting to make an impact on and off the field. Um, and we found ways to do it, not only on the field, but also in our community. So I would say that those are probably some of the fondest memories I have. Now, kind of switching into the coaching realm of stuff, what made you decide that, you know, that was the route you wanted to go to become a coach? Yeah, so um, I would guess the biggest reason that I decided to pursue a coaching career is that I wanted to make an impact, kind of like how I talked about um, a few minutes ago about how I wanted to make an impact on and off the field. I wanna make sure that student athletes are able to do that and I wanna help, help them do that. So not only am I helping them on the field make an impact and learn to grow as a soccer player, but I also wanna make sure that they're growing as a person and making sure that they're staying on track and growing towards not only soccer goals, but career goals, because inevitably they only have four to six years depending on red shirts and everything. Um, and COVID year now, but they only have four to six years to play soccer. Um, and I want to make sure that after that, that they're set up and that they understand that their, their timeliness and things that they can learn during soccer can also go over into the real world. And no, just and also just to go along with that is like facing adversity. Sometimes like we had a player 
who missed a penalty kick this year. And when she came off the field, you could tell that she was down on herself, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't a situation where she needed to be down on herself. It was, you miss a penalty kick. Now, how do you respond to that? Do we respond by being upset about it? Or do we respond by going back out there when I put you back in and showing how you can better yourself from that? And that, and I talked to the player about that when she came off and her attitude and mentality at that moment changed. And I gave her that opportunity to go back in and fix it. And she did everything right with it. Now, did you have somebody like in your youth years that was like that to you that makes you you know want to be like that? Um, I would say that I had a lot of good coaches grow up, uh, growing up that helped me become the best version of myself. And I think that when you experience good and bad coaches, it kind of helps you develop to be the coach that you want to be. And when I say bad coaches, it's not really like a bad coach, but everybody has that experience with a coach that they just truly fall in love with the way that they coach and their coaching style. And I think that I learned a lot from those coaches. Um, when I was in, especially my middle school and high school years, um, before leading up to becoming a college player, I would say that those are really impactful years for me, um, as a player. And then when I got to college, I was able to have two different college coaches when I played. And then I also got experience as a graduate assistant, um, to learn under those coaches. So those are the coaches that really helped me develop into my coaching career. Uh, kind of going off of that. What was your time like being as a grad, a grad assistant at the University of Indianapolis? Yeah, I had the most amazing time at uh, UND. They were an incredible group to work with. One thing that I absolutely loved about the University of Indianapolis, um, being a part of that program, we were an all-female coaching staff, which you don't see really often. And I think that that was something that was really cool to experience because even growing up, I didn't see my first female coach up until my last two years of college. She, um, she was my first female coach. So it was really cool to see more females get involved in the coaching world. And then to be able to learn under two of them at the University of Indianapolis was an incredible experience. And the program um, in 2019 completely shifted um, into a positive atmosphere and everything like that, that I've always wanted to be a part of. And I felt like we really got that there. And we had an incredible season, made it all the way to the Sweet 16. We're ranked in the top 20 in the nation at one point, came in second place in conference, like had just a really good season that year. And then we followed up with our COVID season and we still finished second in conference that season too. So it was a really good experience there. And I learned a lot as a graduate assistant that kind of helped me set myself up for success um, at being a head coach at Manchester next. Now I'm kind of going off of that. Um, <laughs> what was it like, what was the emotion like when you found out that you got the job at as head coach at Manchester? Yeah, it was an incredible feeling. I, I, I almost don't even know how to put it into words. Just getting the opportunity to be able to prove myself at a young age. You don't find a lot of females, um, in the coaching world or in a lot of different um, careers that get kind of their dream job right out of college. So after I was a grad assistant for two years, when I started going through the application process, um, connections is a huge part of becoming a, like a coach. Um, and so Manchester University is only about two hours north of the University of Indianapolis, um, had a couple connections that helped me get the interview. And then once I went through that process, um, they asked me if I wanted to join on at their team. And I 
didn't have any hesitation to it. I knew that at a young age that I wanted to be a collegiate coach. And so this was a huge opportunity for me. Um, and now I'm excited to be at Manchester and help grow the program to be even more successful than they already are. Now, being a coach, you know, a younger coach, only a few years uh, older than just some of the players, what is that like? Is there any dynamic there with you being so close in age to some of the players? Honestly, I think that it helps me. Um, I think that coming fresh out of college, playing and being a graduate assistant, it's allowed me to see the do's and don'ts that I want to be out of a, like becoming a collegiate coach. So there's some things that I've seen as a college player and coach that maybe I don't want to do. And then there's a few things that I want to make sure that I do. And a lot of that kind of comes back to just being very transparent with the players. Um, and I think that that's something that's really important. So I think just having that fresh out of my mind as a young player and, and now going into becoming a young coach, I think those things kind of helped me develop that relationship with young players um, that are only maybe a few years younger than me. So I think that we have a really good team dynamic here, though. Now, kind of going into your um, you know, duties as head coach, one of the ones we always like to talk about with athletes is their recruiting process. What is that recruiting process like on the other side, you know, as a head coach? Yeah, so um, I would say that the recruiting process, it can be really tough for coaches, um, especially when you're a Division three coach. Like, you have to be very active and, and reach out to players very frequently. Um, it's a little bit different because some of the coaches that I've even talked to at the Division one level right now don't have a whole lot of opportunities for players to play there right now, especially with that COVID year where a lot of athletes are staying back, um, which has kind of opened up the gate for us and has allowed us to recruit um, more and more players that are still looking for that 2022 class and 2023s. They're still looking for homes and we're here saying, hey, come to us with open arms. Um, for the recruiting process, I feel like I constantly am reaching out to players um, and just making sure that anybody who emails me, just staying connected with them, watching their, their films, seeing if they're a good fit for us. Um, and, and that's kind of how it works for us is that we go to an ID camp or we go to a showcase um, or we use NCSA and, and we reach out to these players. We see who we like. We email them and we hope for responses back. And honestly, we don't, we don't always get, 50, if we send 300 emails, I mean, we'll probably get um, under 50 responses back. And it just depends on who's interested and who's not. And that's kind of how it works for us. And if they don't respond back to us, then I'm making sure that I'm focusing on the ones that did respond to us. Other than recruiting, what are some of the other, you know, daily things that you do as a head coach? Um, so I would say that honestly, a lot of my time is spent in the office doing a lot of the recruiting. Um, even just like this week, I have uh, uh, like four uh, virtual meetings with players. So I'm always making sure that I'm scheduling virtual meetings with players. Um, things that I do in the office are a lot of just like maintenance work or making sure that we're getting ready for the season. So and during the season, we have to make sure that we have a lot of the forms filled out for our players before they even get there. Um, when they get there, we have to make sure that we have roster information, travel information set up. We have to make sure that we've booked the charter buses. Um, and if we have a, any overnight stays, that we have to make sure that we have those planned out ahead of time. 
So a lot of it's just a lot of tedious office work that you just don't like it's behind the scenes. So you just don't think that coaches are really doing anything but going out onto the field. But I think that I spend probably I would say it's probably like 80, 20, 80% office work as a college coach. And then 20% you get to go on the field. So you're in the office for six hours out of the day. And then for those two hours, you're on the field. So that's kind of how it works for us. What was it like getting your first career win as a head coach with your team? Um, So that was really exciting for us. We also hadn't beat Huntington. And I want to say it was like 15 years So um, to get that win against them was really special, not only for it being my first win as a collegiate head coach, but also I think the team really liked starting off on a high note for our season because it happened so early on in our season that it was really exciting to see how excited they were about that first win, um, which made me really excited about it. But it was a really incredible feeling for not just me, but for everybody on the team. You mentioned it a little bit earlier that, you know, you want to help build up the program at Manchester. What do you plan to do to accomplish that? Yeah, so right now a lot of it is kind of going through recruiting and making sure that we're bringing in players that are going to help us strive to get to that next goal that we have set for ourselves. And even this year alone, um, I came in fairly late to the season um, or right before the season started in June. Um, so this is, this first 2022 class will kind of be my real first recruiting class, which is pretty exciting. Um, but a lot of it is also just internal work and making sure that our athletes that we have right now are, are maintaining their skills and working to grow into better players every single year and making sure that they're, um, keeping up their team chemistry. I'm really big on to team culture, and I think it's really important to have a good culture within yourselves. Um, so that's one thing that I want to make sure that we maintain as a team. And I think that that'll definitely help us see more success on the field in the future. Other than the goal of, you know, building up the program, what other goals do you have for yourself as a coach? Wow. That's a tough one. Um, honestly, I just want to make sure that I'm developing people kind of how we talked about earlier is helping develop these players, not only as players, but also as Um, people. I want to make sure that they're growing and achieving their goals and dreams, just like I am. So just making sure that I'm working with them. That's really my biggest goal as a coach. I don't really care what program I'm at. If I'm at Manchester for the next 15, 30 years, I'll be happy as long as I'm making an impact anywhere I am. Now, some of the things we've talked about, you know, kind of go into coaching style, but if you could almost make a concise statement of how you consider your coaching style, what would that be? Just like a sentence or two. I would say I like to be productive and fun. I would say that that's my coaching style is finding ways to just be productive, but fun at practice because nobody wants to go out there and just not enjoy it, you know? Uh, Now kind of an interesting question here. Um, I actually discovered you on the app TikTok. I found one of your TikToks, I believe it was about recruiting. I looked into your profile a little more. Um, What made you start, you know, making TikToks? And then along with that, you've got a number of TikToks that are in the hundred of thousands of views. Is there anything there with a little bit of, you know, viral success that you see? (laughs) Yeah, I would say it's kind of funny, honestly, because I've made a lot of connections with people through TikTok and some of the older coaches will kind of laugh at me for it. But 
I think it's crazy that you can make these connections with people through an app like this. Um, honestly, TikTok all started for me. I made a video when I was a graduate assistant um, about how my players were making fun of me in one of their videos. And if they blew it up, um, that I would make them run a fitness test when they got back from spring break. But that was also the week that COVID hit. So then they never even got to do their fitness test. But that's kind of how it all started for me. And then all of my players were like, you should keep making them. And so it just kind of started like that as I just started making them um, kind of making funny ones and then also making instructional ones for people who maybe during COVID wanted to get out and play some soccer or didn't know what training to do. Um, so some of them were pretty important informational ones. Um, and then some of them were just to try to be funny. Now, last question here. What advice would you give to say either a high school student or a college student that's pursuing a degree to become a coach, what would you tell them about, you know, what they should do to become where you are? So I get this question a lot on my TikTok um, as well on comments or what can I do to be like you? Um, and honestly, my biggest advice is um, getting coaching licenses at a young age is really important. Um, that's one thing that I made sure that I did in college was getting, um, like the United soccer coaches licensing and also the USSF coaching licensing, um, were huge and very important for me. Um, and also just making sure that you're finding ways to enjoy it because a lot of coaches get burned out at such a young age, or even players get burned out at such a young age. You've just got to find ways to enjoy whatever you're doing. So whether it's advice I'm giving on becoming a head coach or advice I'm giving in life, it's make sure that you're enjoying whatever you're doing. Because if you're not enjoying it, you're going to get burned out before you even hit 30. You know, you want to make sure that whatever you're doing, that you're having fun with it and that you feel like you're making an impact. Well, like I said, that was the last question we had for you. So once again, Katie, I think I thank you for, you know, taking some time out of your day, getting to tell us a little bit about your story. Awesome. Thank you for having me, John. It's been a pleasure. All right. With that being said, I'm Jared Miserick from Double FM Sports, and I am signing off.